live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia. Welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. I am broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. Angel Cuesta, now available from J.C. Newman. Fantastic cigars. Uh, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga of SmokingTobacco.com, who is in beautiful British Columbia. And where are you, Mitchell? An absolutely beautiful day in beautiful British Columbia, Vancouver, in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Mm. Don't forget to go check out the new Gurkha Ghost Connecticut, everybody. It's uh, it's smoking great and moving sh- moving off shelves fast. So it's a nice line, nice line extension to uh, an already successful line by Gurkha. Oh, that's a gangbuster line for them too. I mean that that's one of their bread and butters right there, that ghost line. Oh yeah. That, that Connecticut was such a great addition. For me, the ghost gold uh was actually a favorite of mine. Um for a long time. When I heard they were adding Connecticut, I was actually very intrigued and the first time I had it I was like, Wow. Uh that's a great cigar. So it is. Uh, get them while they're get them while they're available. They're they're selling fast. Get them while they're so, hot. Get them while they're hot, you know? Don't miss out. Um I saw, you know, you were you were smoking outside. It looked pretty nice where you were today. We are reaching uh, mid to high 70s, and I think tomorrow we're going to start cracking 80. Um, Let's see. So Let's we see have a lot of pollen right here. now. We got we got the we got the the spring pollen here in New England, which is atrocious. Yeah, we're we're hitting about 70 today. Um, supposed to get to a high of, let's say 80 87. Surprise is not lower than that all the way up there in the Great White North. I know, right? I do live in an igloo half the year, so. <laughs> you know, I've never been to Canada, as you know, and I and I and I and I would love to go to Canada, and someday we're obviously gonna make that happen. But I've only I've only gone off of what people have told me about Canada. Um, Gracie's here, our our good friend Gracie Rodriguez. Good afternoon. Nineties in Texas, hot and humid. So, the humidity is not something to brag about. So I give her the sympathy because we know how humidity is, but. 90s is 90s is nice. I mean, that, 90s is about if there's no humidity, that's about as hot as I like it. Anything over that is just yeah. too hot. Uh, but once there's humidity involved, I mean, everything just kind of sucks because that 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 humidity it just oh it just destroys you. Um, yeah, it does. That's why I love Las Vegas and like the Southwest and Arizona because you know the dry. Everyone always yep. complains it's still hot, it's still hot, and it's like yeah, but it's dry dry yep I, I like it you know what i mean that's where that's where that's what's where me and I, Cole eventually want to I, I like it like in the mid 70s mid to high 70s that's perfect for me i don't that's need good, anything more than that yeah mike's with us from chicago 78 no humidity um yeah the humidity will hit us soon but you know we had a uh, we had a good show last week we had uh brandon marsh from big sky cigars on which was awesome if you haven't heard of them go check them out some great cigars that are Coming out of a Montana-based brand, uh, up and coming, uh, really making some moves. So, um, yeah, cool, really cool fly fishing kind of uh, vibe, yeah. right? Very yeah. fishing in Montana oriented, really just down to earth kind of guys. And and uh, I don't know, I'm just really, I really dig their their whole their whole stick, their whole uh, you know the way they're approaching their marketing. It's really really unique. Yeah, they've done a really great job. So if you haven't seen that episode from last week, go be sure to go and check that out. Go to smokingtobacco.com. You can find all the links, especially everywhere podcasts are found. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and everywhere you can get your podcasts. I just wanted to take a minute also before we get into the show. We do have two guests with us. I'm going to get to in a second. But uh, I just want to make an update because I've been getting so many messages. So in regards to the fundraiser raffle, anyone who won a prize, you should have been notified. I've said this hundreds of times. Make sure you check your email, check your spam folder, check everything. If you won something, actually, everyone should have gotten an email. But I, I don't know. I've heard some people who, who I know didn't win because I've looked them up, didn't get anything. Please check your email. Um, all of the prizes as of today are gone. Like, they're all out. It, 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 all the ones we have and are, are out. They're on their way, and everyone should have those those ones by the end of the week. Mostly anyone who won anything from Arturo Fuente um, or any of the really higher priced items we had in possession, those have been sent out. Please make sure that you uh, keep an eye out for them, but you should have them by the end of the week. So there's that. 
everything mm-hmm. else, like LFD and Steve Saka's thing and Pete Johnson's thing and all those other stuff, the Rabbit Air, um, all that, all those people had those. They were notified, and to my understanding, because they all emailed me back with tracking numbers, all of those have been shipped as well. So all of the prizes, I believe, are shipped uh, as of right now. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you should get it by the end of the week. If you don't have a prize by next week, then reach out to me because you you should definitely have it by no no further than Monday. God forbid, maybe something got delayed. Uh, if after Monday you don't have something, let me know. Um, also, most people were sit, were sent a tracking number too, so you should be able to track it on your own. But if you don't have one or whatever, or you know, and you don't and you don't get something you're expecting by like middle of next week, let me know, and then we'll really look into it. But everything is being sent out. Things got sent out in, in waves and stuff like that because you know it's just it's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of coordination that goes on. And I also can't control what other people do and how fast they ship stuff. So, um, but I'm I'm. I'm almost 100% positive that every single prize is on its way if you don't have it already. Uh, just as an update, I wanted to make sure I put that out there for everyone today. So uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for being involved um, once again. But that's pretty much the end. That's the end of the fundraiser for this year. So, uh, Well, we'll talk- and the beginning, the beginning for the fundraiser next year. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, it's a little early. We, we, still got some, we still got some things kicking around in the think tank, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll leak those details around the holidays uh, when, yep. we're, when we're peering into next year. So uh, as of right now, that's it. Fundraiser talk is over. We're done. We did great. Fifty two thousand, almost fifty three thousand. So thank you to everyone involved. And uh, we are going to transition now to pre PCA season. So let's bring our guests on to the show. Uh, they come to us from Ash Quarterly. They've been on the show before. You guys probably know who they are. Um, Jason and Rebecca, and let me just do. There they are. There they are. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hello. How's it going? It is going great. It's another beautiful Wednesday evening. Um, just smoking some cigars, hanging out. It's what we do best. Um, where? So I wanted to ask you guys, where where are you right now? You there's like this this mystical starry <laughs> sky behind you. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> what's that what's going on we're in a mercedes sprinter van it's like kind of decked out like a little party bus kind of thing oh. you get to smoke it yeah, yeah here, I'll, we'll do it. i was gonna kind of look like you're in like a party limo oh wow so, is it tv up there not on starlight there's some captain's chairs humidor that's fridge that's you know. badass that's badass i said we need to have date night in here like once a month because we could watch tv drink and smoke cigars and and that's and that's yours that you so you you did all that. So the the lounge that I run, it's a thing that we use for our boardroom, like our private members. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. nice. That's really cool. That's really really cool. You know, that is the, awesome. I was in when I was in Vegas for TEE. Um, me and and Kevin Nakoff, who's also smoking tobacco, um, formerly of Cigar Dojo, for those who don't know, um. Many people know who he is. He lives in Las Vegas. Him and his beautiful wife, Barbara. Um, uh, we, Sorry. I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. We, so we went to the Tap and Ash, um, and it was packed in the front. It was packed in the back in the members area. Uh, so like, hey, we got the mobile lounge outside if uh, you guys want to hang out there. There's no one in there. And we went out there, and, and that was pretty badass. I mean, it was just us in there. It was cool. Um, you know, it was heated. They had the music going. It was comfortable. It was pretty spacious. Uh, there was no cigars in their humidor, but they have a humidor in there, so they take it to events or whatever. Um, yeah, I was. I've been pretty impressed with some of those. I haven't been in a lot of those mobile lounges, but the few I've been in, I'm like, it's, it's pretty cool. I like this. I like this vibe. I could get down. With no, this. they're pretty neat. Some people have done some neat stuff. This, I mean, not really fully a mobile lounge. You know, it's more like a private mobile lounge. Like we actually we took it to uh, Jason Newman for a little factor tour. Oh, nice! That's really cool. Yeah, that is really so cool. So it's just like tailgating and you know stuff like that. Yeah, or just sitting out there having a cigar and talking to you. It's perfect. You can go camping in it, you know. Just bring some. Oh, I thought I'm gonna spend the day here. <laughs> Under the stars. I feel like if I had one of those. 
at first I'd be like, this is cool, and I'd hang out in it in a little bit, and then I'd stop for a while, and then I would meander back in, and I'd be like, I forgot how cool this thing is, and I should use it more, and then what would happen is I would just be in there all the time, and even when I didn't like really need to be, like it's beautiful outside, and maybe we should just be outside and enjoy. No, I'd be in my mobile cigar lounge, you know, on a beautiful day, smoking my cigars, just because I'd be like, this is like my cave now. And that's what would happen if I had one. I would just eventually migrate, and then I would just live in there, um, which maybe could be problematic. I don't know if Nicole would be very happy with that, but um, I would probably be super happy. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, well, I don't know if that'll happen. So maybe one day we'll, we'll see how that journey goes, but, um, it is exciting to have you guys back on the show. You guys were on the show for the first time. I want to say two and a half years ago. Last month was a year. Was it? I thought it was longer than that. Before it came up on my, um, feed. I feel like it was longer than that too. Two or three months ago. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, to me, it feels like two years. Like, I can't even believe we've been doing the show for three years at this point. So Yeah, no, I, I think it was during, like, the first year. Because I seem to remember your anniversary show coming up. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. Well, it was right around there, maybe when we were planning it. I seem to remember something about the anniversary show. Yeah, so the first anniversary show was April of 2021. So... Maybe it was, maybe it was, uh, yeah, you know what, it you know why? Because I think it was, you guys, you guys donated something for our first raffle, which would have been yeah. 21. So I think it was two years ago. You're wrong. Hey, I don't want Rebecca to be wrong. I was just, you know, I'm just saying, like, I can't believe, I can't believe it's been that long. You know what I mean? It's just. I, I need her to do it. <laughs> Oh man, let's uh, let's let's start with a couple of uh, some simple stuff. What what are you guys smoking tonight for cigars? I'm having the I almost forgot. Diamond Crown Maximum. Yeah, Diamond Crown Maximum. Oh, and I'm I'm going Black Diamond. We figured you know J.C. Newman Studio. We should smoke some J.C. Newman. That was my idea. Wow, it was her. Is that the new the new uh, reblend of the Black Diamond? Yeah. It is very good. I like it. I'm going to have I, it. Oh, whatever. I no, really, sorry. really enjoyed the, the reblend of the Black Diamond. What did you and get Maximus that? Maximus is great. Because I know uh, we don't it. Yeah. If you go to the website, you can uh, you can go find out. Oh, you know what? That's <laughs> well played. Well played. This is why it's why we keep Mitchell around. This is why. Yeah, you can head over uh, to smokingtobacco.com and head over to our reads and reviews, and you can find that review. You can find out yeah, what, what Mitchell gave it. Great um, cigar. Great reblend. I thought they, they did a great job. Really balanced. Good complexity. And uh, the construction on all my samples that I smoked were just perfect. Like, just great. Yeah. Uh, we we have a we also have we have more reviews coming. I think Mitchell has some stuff coming out. Uh, Kevin's got a bunch of reviews that are coming out soon. So um, we just we've just been getting caught up with some stuff, and then we had the fundraiser. Yep. So everyone's been busy with that. But uh, now everyone's kind of settled back into their normal business, and we have a lot of reviews coming out soon. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Uh, Mitchell, what are you smoking? Oh, smoking. All Saints. All Saints. Mickey Peg in the house. So that's uh, Saint the, uh, Francis. The miter, new, the, uh, the new little Tola. I uh, so far really enjoying this. I, I really like the St. Francis blend. It's it's delicious. And, uh, That's my favorite cigar that you're smoking. Yeah, I I love everything Mickey Peg has blended so far, um, and the St. Francis is definitely up there. I'd say the uh, so the St. Francis um, miter which is a new size. If you head over yeah. to the number two guyscigars.com, you can find that cigar for $10 and 89 cents, uh, for it, for a single cigar or a box will set you back to 13 99. Uh, I am also smoking all saints cigars tonight. I am smoking the Colorado Churchill, uh, which you also can find at the number two guyscigars.com today. Um, and that is going to be, oops, sorry. I lost my place here. Um, 
Uh, and that cigar will set you back $11.79. Or a box will be $139.99 only at the number two guyscigars.com. And I have to say, um, I am also smoking All Saints. It's one of my favorite brands. It's It's been a brand that, you know, everyone from the smoking tobacco team has been smoking a shit ton of in the last year and year two years um it's it's been a popular i mean the the saint francis the colorado um both of them have been on our lists in the past couple years that the all saints uh the saint francis robusto was our number two cigar of the year last year uh this year we had the habano huge on the list and i think we also had the colorado churchill on the list uh i can't remember where but i know they i think mitchell were they both on the top 10 I think the Churchill came in around like uh, closer to 15. I forget exactly. Oh, okay. And I know the Habano was in the top 10 because that scored highly. Yeah, I think in we your gave review. that like, yeah. Um, they gave that like a seven or something like that. But in addition to also JC Newman cigars are obviously available at twoguyscigars.com. In addition to all, all their brands, one of the widest varieties of cigars in the industry. The number two guys cigars.com is the place to go to get your cigars. And we are cutting and lighting our cigars tonight with actually got the wrong lighter, but cigar blondie accessories, uh, featuring the signature flat fan blade lighter and the double guillotine cutter, which I have right here available in three finishes, Chrome white and black only available from cigarblondie.com. Alrighty, guys. Now that we're settled into the show and we got that out of the way, let's talk about you guys. So the last time you were on, um, I believe. So remind me again. How long have you guys been doing Ash Quarterly? Because I can't remember, and I apologize. No, no, no. You're good. So let's see. This December will be five years from when we put out the first issue. Okay. So. A little over four, four and a half. So I was say, last time you guys were on, I think you were. It was established, but I think it was still kind of new. Um, oh yeah. And now still, that you, still, and we're still the small guys. Oh yeah, I mean everyone's growing. You know, I mean we're we're still growing. You know, we're, uh, you know, we we try to make our strides every day. But that, that's part of you know building anything. Um, what would Absolutely. you what what would you guys say that you have done differently, or what has changed it? Uh, Ash quarterly since the last time we spoke. Have you guys changed the magazine at all, or uh, been able to expand into other avenues? Like, what have you guys done to continue on that that growth? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, kind of constantly changing everything to a degree. You know, you kind of always got to be evolving and tweaking and and all that. Um, I'm trying to remember when we chatted with you last time. Did we have the the rating club going, the monthly club? I can't remember. I'm trying to. Remember. I don't know. If, I I think it might have been before we started that, or it might have been the launch of that. So if not, I mean that was one of the big things that we started doing that kind of kicked myself for not doing from day one. Yeah. So it was when we launched, it was a magazine that came with cigars once a quarter. That was the deal. Uh, so we didn't do ratings at all because I I don't personally believe in the way ratings are done in in the print world. Right. Um, just not a fan of it. Never have been. So I want to do something different. And, you know, we kept trying to think of what we can do monthly because everyone kept saying, you know, only once a quarter you forget. And I'm like, ah, I get that. And we didn't want to launch another cigar of the month club. You know, so many people do that so well. Um, and I'm not one to get in the business of Ash quarterly being retail. You know, I'm not trying to compete with the retail shops. Yeah. So we came up with, Hey, let's do a monthly club, but have that be how we do our ratings. So it's all consumer driven because we believe in giving people the voice because why should, you know, one or five people in a room decide this cigar is the best cigar this year. Right. I just, I'm uh, not a fan. So we started that up and, you know, that's been doing great. Um, we cap it at a hundred a month. So we're never, you know, it's not about money. It's literally about getting the ratings and kind of speaking of uh, all saints. So the St. Francis Toro is the highest thing that's ever been rated since we started doing that. Wow. Yeah. Number one last year. No, 2021. And we actually was um, working their booth with them um, at the Great Smoke this year. And it was actually funner to be behind the scenes, hanging out with them versus like trying to get your cigars. But this year, people were calmer. They weren't pushing everybody. So it was much smoother this year. Yeah, no, I had a blast working working the booth with Mickey. He's, he's a good guy. Oh, I love uh, Mickey. 
He's a, oh, he's yeah. with, with, he's with, funny with everyone. He got nicknames for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> was Frank Leo there too? Oh yeah. 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 It was a good time, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so we did that. We uh not last year, but the year before we started doing awards and that was another thing. I'm like, why didn't I do this from day one? Steve Sokka uh, went five. Yeah, Sokka cleared house this past year, man. It was ridiculous. Like he got man of the year, Cindy got woman of the year, they got company of the year, consumer engagement, and those are all voted on by people. So Sokka got an award from us this year and he got best innovation last year for Stillwell. He got best show guest this year. And already, I mean, I mean, we're, it's very early in the year, but I mean, there is still potential for him to, to get one, maybe two awards this, this year. So I don't know. You're, I mean, no surprise there. And, you know, I have to say, I mean, it's, it's funny because everywhere Steve goes, he brings in one of the biggest audiences. He cleans house with awards. Um, you know, I just, you know, you, you can't, whether you love him or you hate him. Which, or both. Or both. <laughs> you got to yeah. give him credit. I mean, he, he, he pulls in, he pulls in some performance that even there's some, some even bigger names that I don't see pull in. And it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> Steve is, I don't know. He's, he's a very special guy. <laughs> Well, he's very knowledgeable. So we hung out with him at Cigar Hustler for like six hours, and you're like, you're learning the whole time. Oh, anytime I get a chance to sit down with him, I take it. The guy's just wealth of knowledge. Oh, he's, he's so a literal much. genius. He's like, he's literally a genius. It's insane. He's brutally honest, but I respect that. Oh, yeah. The, the first time I chatted with him in this kind of capacity, like, you know, once we started the magazine up, he got ran into an event or something as consumer years ago. But as soon as he found out that we we're doing, you know, print, he was like, you're a fucking idiot. That, that was the first thing he said to me. So then he advertised with that. Yeah. Years I feel later, like that's, so. his, that's his go-to opener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you're like, talking that's to me. That's you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Oh, my God. It's, that sounds like Steve. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, right? I feel my thing with Steve is – I feel like the more he gets to know you, the more he likes you, unless you give him a reason not to. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and once he likes you, like you're in. And like it's like um it's like uh what's a good analogy? Maybe this isn't the most accurate, but do you guys remember the office when when Steve Carell left and then Will Farrell did a few episodes as like the new manager yeah. and he started that inner circle club. I feel like that's kind of how Steve is. It's like, you're, like once you're in the inner circle, it's like, you're good. But if you're not in that inner circle, he's like, Oh, who are you? Oh, hi. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oh, you do print. Wow. You're a fucking idiot. I don't even want to talk to you. But then like six months later, he's like, Oh yeah, Jason, I really like you. You're doing print. That's awesome. It's like, Oh, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, funny. We, we we caught up with Steve at TPE, and one of the first things he says to me in the interview, not even like off camera, like, hey, you know, like on the side, he says it in front of the whole He's like, you know, I'm really not proud of the interview that I gave you when I was on the show last time. I, I felt like it wasn't my best performance, and I was like, I thought it was a great fucking show. I mean, it one right. our, it's, one of, it's like our second highest rated episode of all time. And he's like, nah. No, I I want to redo that because I don't feel good about it. So we need to, you know, we need to get that going because I, I it's gonna bother me. I'm like, okay, so we have him booked. He's coming back on in a couple of months, uh, j- j- mostly because Steve's like, hey, I I gotta make that. So it's like everyone knows how he is as like a blender, and then you know he comes on a show and like it's not even his show, and he did great. But he doesn't feel as 100%. So he's like, I need to come back on your show because I need to do a better episode next time. <laughs> he's like, he's no, a 100% no. a perfectionist. Oh, yeah. Who was your number one most viewed? What was that? What was your number one most viewed? Um, on YouTube, it was um, Pila Kangri. Uh, who came out with the Boss of the Block cigar with Greycliff last year. Um, 
on <laughs> on YouTube, that was the highest. Steve is second. On the downloads, I believe Steve was number one. Um, and then, of course, all his trade show interviews from last year. Yeah. Uh, he, he blew everyone out of the water on that one. So collectively, uh, all across all platforms, he was number one. So um, on on the on the video though, he's second. But on just his show interview that he was on was was second. She was the uh, was the highest on YouTube. But um, yeah, every time we upload something from him, it just it's funny. It just goes. Whoosh, and it just takes off and I don't even know how it happens but it, it always just it, it blows everyone else away and just, I, he's got such a following out there that I, I didn't even realize or you know he's just got a bunch of fake accounts and he like likes and subscribes and you know <laughs> just to inflate his numbers I don't know <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past him it's weird to think that he they say he's a boutique cigar line because to me he is over and beyond that yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think a lot of it just it, – it, here we are. Like, you guys are the guests on the show, and we're all we're all over here talking about Steve Saka and Dunbarton Tobago. Right? And I see what he does. I know. It's it, I, See? He's not even here, and, he, and he's dominating the show. It's – you know, it, this is what he does. This is what he does. If you say his name enough, he'll just show up in the comments. He's like Beetlejuice. You, know, you say it too many times. He's like, Hey, I heard you guys are talking about me. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. That would be um, fantastic if you just popped up on screen. That would be awesome. That'd make my day. If he if he randomly like popped in, it was like, Hey, I heard you guys are talking about me, I'd be like, you know what? I'll send you a link if you want to come on and say hello. Because I mean <laughs> who knows? Who knows what would happen? We would be here right? all night. <laughs> I don't know what time is it. Well, we so no, probably we at least like four drams in. <laughs> four. Come on. Five or six. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca, what were you saying? Um, we did one with um, him and Mickey, and I went to bed, but apparently Mickey and Steve are on there like hours later. Yeah, we did this thing for a little bit that we might bring back in some kind of capacity uh, called a Cigar With series. So okay. we put together like brand-specific samplers. So we did it with Matt Booth. We did it with Southern Draw. Uh, but so we did it with the top three cigars of the previous year. So Mickey with all saints, you know, he won number one, uh, Arizona. You remember, I say remember because I don't really see much of, of them around anymore, but, uh, Eddie, he was on there and then Saka, man. And that, it, I think went like, I think five hours. Mickey got fucked up. I heard. Oh yeah. Mickey, Mickey had a good time. That was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. You see know... that Mickey to go to bed. It, there's been a lot of times where, especially after spare notes, because Mickey often watches the spare note show on Saturday nights, and that's a late night show. And there's been times at like 11:30, almost midnight, show's over, and I'm I'm still out here, and I'm, I'm you know I'm editing the episode and all the other stuff that I do once we're done. And Mickey will call me on the phone, and be like, "Hey, great show," and I'll be like, "Thanks, well, how's it going?" Like, and I'll just kind of catch up with him, and he just. And we'll get into this conversation. And I swear to God, last time he did that, I was having a great time. And I must have smoked, like, I must have started and finished, like, almost two cigars. And I looked at my phone. It was 3.45 in the morning. And I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even know. And I was like, Mickey, I'm like, I would love to continue to chat with you. But we've been on the phone for, like, three hours. I'm like, I really got to go to bed. And he was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll catch up another time. And I'm like, I mean, we, I think we have caught up. I'm like, <laughs> but it, it's it is. It's so much fun, and you, and you don't even realize that the time passes. Um, which I think I am due for another Mickey Peg chat, which I might have to call him this week. I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I'll see if he's busy. Um, but yeah, no, it, it is. It's amazing how these things go. I mean, um, you guys have also. Um, you guys have been going to the trade show. I know that you guys. You guys were at PCA last year. Was that your first PCA trade show? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yes, they've been at TPE twice. Yeah, I can't keep track of them anymore, man. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm only doing one a year. It's one or the other, and it, this year it's PCA. Yeah, I mean that's if push comes to shove. I mean that's really the show. Um, yeah. I, know I mean things... I, I love TPE. I had a blast at TPE. It's a great time. Uh, a little more intimate. I, th I think I was able to accomplish more at TPE, but there's just more at PCA, you know? Yeah, but at TPE, you would say have their music blasting, which is fun. I love their their rap music, but you hear that all the way in the back. 
Oh yeah. Hey, you know, the, you might be hearing it at PCA by next year. You know, yep. the uh, the rumor is that they are considering returning as the uh, as the third to return for 2024. So you never know. They might be at that show, too. Uh, last, last week during our, our news segment, we, we announced um, Altadis was now saying that they would be in. They are officially on the PCA floor map, as well as General will be going by way of Forged, and they will be using what was supposed to be the Alec Bradley booth, will now be a Forged cigar booth, so two have returned, and the rumor mill right now is that they plus Drew Estate could return for 2024 as well. Uh, it sounds like, you know, there's there's several issues that, that caused the Big Four to leave, but, um, as we said before, but, you know, the uh, moving of the show, I think, was a big one for them, and allowed you know, really got them thinking. I think that's why we're starting to see them return, uh, which is great for everyone in the industry, but it's also great for the consumers too, because, you know, coming to the trade show, it, it, first of all, it's good for the trade show. It, it brings more money for PCA, which, you know, does things outside of the trade show, like in Washington and all that, which is great. Uh, it's also great for the retailers who can actually take the time to, you know, the retailers who go take the time to meet with them and connect with them. And, um, and that's how, that's how, you know, things outside of just, you know, bringing in new cigars and stuff like that to the stores, you know, they meet with people, maybe they get some, some stuff lined up for events or what have you. So there's, there's a lot of other things other than just, you know, getting cigars for the store or buying new stuff. There's, there's also a lot of other things that, that come out of, um, you know, retailers attending the trade show that affect the consumer at the end, uh, which is really important. That's, and that's, you know, a big part of why we, we cover it and talk about it so much is because it's it's not just for the industry. It's it all kind of trickles down and eventually it gets to the consumer. And you know, by having certain people at the show, especially, dramatically affects that. So that's why uh, it is it is pre PCA season. It, not really full swing, but we're we're getting there. I think we're going to begin that on spare notes this weekend. But so I'll I'll save all that talk for then. But uh, with that, I am going to uh, I'm going to hit our news segment really quick. And then we'll, uh, we'll circle back. So our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become official McAuliffe Ambassador. The new McAuliffe Leyenda Toros, I think it's a Toro and a Robusto, uh, will be shipping soon. Those are being uh, released. And uh, rumor mill is that uh, McAuliffe has even more in store for us this year. So we're excited to see what else they have up their sleeve. Speaking of PCA, uh, one of the big news stories this week that came across my desk was, um, you know, last year we talked a lot about NFTs. LFD launched their uh, golden NFT project uh, that just was wildly successful. Abe and Pete Johnson have announced that a Tatawahe Anarchy uh, will be made available as an NFT along with a bunch of other things uh, that have yet to be disclosed um, uh, by way of smoke-in. Uh, but they will be available for the public. But the first cigar NFT was actually from United a couple years ago. They released, I think it was 10 NFTs of the Atabay Black, which was a concept uh, at the time. <clears throat> and now they, United has announced that the Atabay Black will actually exist, and it is going to debut at PCA later this year. And the Atabay Black Ritos is coming to the market in the later half of 2023. After going through selected tobacco owner Nelson Alfonso's five-year aging process, the cigars are now ready to be enjoyed in the United Cigar Lounges across the United States. Launched as an NFT in 2021, Atabay Black Ritos was the first NFT cigar in the world, limited to 25 single cigar and 10 boxes as unique digital images. The Atabay Black Ritos NFT sales Proceeds were raised for Cigar Rights of the World, and now the cigar will be featured at PCA 2023 in Las Vegas, Nevada, with a scheduled ship time to retailers in December of 2023, so just in time for the holiday season. Um, pretty interesting, pretty exciting. A few weeks ago, they announced that they were actually going to be taking orders for their Atabay Humidor that um, you guys were all there, uh, including you, Mitchell. Um, so I think you guys all remember that from last year. It was, oh, it, was, was a, it was like was the amazing. centerpiece of the, oh, uh, oh, I, I was like looking at it and Ed, Ed Santa Maria, who, um, you know, works for Dave Garofalo at two guys smoke shop. He's one of the primary buyers and general managers. And, uh, he, he actually came into the booth with Dave and I was standing there and I said, can I just, can I just give you some money right now? And he's like, it's not even available. And I was like, can I just like, and Nicole's like, huh, no, come on. I'm like, we need to have this. This, I mean, this is like a work of art. It's like a museum piece. Uh, it's beautiful. 
So yeah, no, it, it's it sounds like United is is ramping up to have another interesting, busy, exciting year at the trade show. Last year, you know, we, we talked about it at length, Mitchell. I'm sure you remember. I know you weren't on the show, but uh, I yeah. know you watched them all. But that was that was one of the booths that we were excited to see, and it's it's beginning to look that way again this year. It's still a little early, but it's beginning to look like that's going to be the booth. Uh, to one of the booths to be at this year so more will follow on that as we move forward and we are going to go back to our guests let me bring that back on you know at at a or selected tobacco is kind of like filling that void that davidoff left with this really exquisite premium model right like everything they do is is premium it is high high end stuff and their booth you know reflects that uh, right. I don't think there's very many other brands in the sphere that do kind of that, right? Like there's there's brands that obviously have really, or companies that have really like high-end cigars and then they do some budget stuff. Like everything selected tobacco does is, you know, high, high-end. Um, but uh, yeah, and but yeah. Then, so you have them and then you also have El Septimo who yep. um, <clears throat> has also been on the market for the last couple of years since the, since the big four have left. And that's another brand. I mean, today there was another story that went out today um, that they had hired Michael Wasp from Rocky Patel. That's the second executive from Rocky Patel that has now gone to work for El Septimo. So uh, that's another like ultra premium brand that I think a lot of people were kind of like, hmm, like, what is this all about? I, I you know, it's, it's been, it's been kind of a chatter. Uh, I don't know if down at the consumer level it's been as, as chattery as it has been more on the industry side, uh, which is a lot of curiosity. Uh, but they they're growing. They're you know they're taking over lounges. Um, they're they're hiring staff. They're 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 building they're they're building up. So we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. But so far, I mean that that's another one that's right up there too. That's that and. Uh, to kind of what you said before, they've taken over a lot of what used to be Davidoff lounges, and now they're El Septimo lounges. So, yep. um, very, very interesting. Very interesting chain of events. So, I was very close to buying a single uh, Atabe Black NFT. Very, very close. I had, I had the Ethereum, but I just didn't pull the trigger. Mm, what could have been? Yeah. What could have been? What could have been? Um, yeah. Jason, so while we're on this topic, I'll, I'm gonna rope, I'm gonna rope you into this too. Um, when we talk about the ultra premium market, um, down at least down in your neck of the woods, um, have you guys seen a lot of the, the selected tobacco and El Septimo products down there? Are they really getting popular? They're taking off. Like, uh, what from your perspective, what have you seen from those brands? Yeah, so you know, it's it's interesting. My perspective has changed a lot. So. I don't know. I know I put it out there and I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I took over as the GM at uh, the executive cigar shop and lounge in Sanford. Yep. So I've been doing that as well. So now I'm seeing the retail side of it, which is so different, you know, very different. Um, which I, I, I love. Um, so for, for us here, we definitely see some of that ultra premium. Uh, we had El Septimo in, didn't really move as much. Um, you know, I think it's tough coming into a market with that kind of price point. Right. So they've definitely got a lot of work ahead of them, but their blends are fantastic. Everyone that tried it loved it, but you know, it's a hard sell when you're pushing a $50 cigar that no one ever heard of. Uh, it's tough. So where like a drone sells like hotcakes here, man, mm-hmm. a drone's like the number one cigar there. Um, and then even stuff like the EPC, the, um, auras have yeah. you seen those yeah yeah so we got that 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 moves pretty well surprisingly you know it's a hundred dollar stick um those coheva specters like that ultra premium it's kind of becoming just premium i feel like now yeah and it's funny because you know you mentioned padrone epc you know coheva you know part of general but even even the coheva name you know names that people recognize that people know uh, and you know now that you're in the retail side of things, of course, I mean you're you're seeing this hands-on every day, and you're you kind of in that ecosystem. Which the retail part of the cigar industry is kind of like an island of its own. Um, it's very different from everything else. I mean, manufacturing is different on its own too, yep. but but retail is it's it's its own special little world. Um, but that's really the retail side is really 
I mean, it's the final point of sale, right, to where the consumer then takes the product. So you guys are the ones that interact with the consumers the most. And you see what they like. You see see what they smoke. You see what they buy. You see what, what obviously doesn't sell, what they don't buy, what's, what they're not smoking. Um, and it's interesting. You know, obviously, people have no, – well, I don't, I don't want to say no problem, but people have a less um, – less resistance purchasing something at a higher dollar value from a brand that they know now el septimo comes in and that could be the best cigar that you know anyone's ever smoked and you know for the same to a little more than a padrone or an atabay or something like that that people have heard of you know it's like oh well i don't know i don't want to spend the money um because there's just there's no confidence there because they, they don't know the brand they don't they don't understand, so um, they don't have their track record. Yeah, there's, you know? there's there's no report there, so um, I yeah, it, it, it's obviously more difficult. And like you said, at that price point, to get people to come in and spend that money on these on these new brands, that you're like, hey man, like we spoke to them, they're they're great cigars. You really got to try them. And like, I don't know, I'm just gonna stick with a Padron. Uh, that's the most challenging part, I would I would say, especially when we talk about that ultra premium, but. Nowadays, like you said, I, I agree. I think ultra premium is slowly just becoming premium because there's a lot more of that stuff, and uh, there's a lot, lot more products coming out that are above that twenty dollar mark. Um, yeah, and especially from brands that people already know, and people are buying them, especially with limiteds. I mean, like, let me ask you this question: So, being in a, in a retailer, you know, what would you say your percentage of limited products? that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, not like core line stuff, just like, you know, limited, not one brand, like all the brands that you have. So I, I would say, you know, for, for this shop specifically, it's, it's a little different. Um, and, and not just this one. I mean, every lounge is different. Every lounge sells differently based on their clientele. You know, that's something I've learned very quickly. Um, and then, you know, kind of to a degree, just as consumer going around to different shops. Uh, yeah. So here, like we, we don't have the cigar geek crowd is what I kind of like to call it. People like okay. us that want to try everything that like Lanceros that, you know, kind of search for that limited stuff. Like I'll give you a good example. When I first took over here, they had boxes of Sabre Mesa Brulee Blues at the time when you could not get Ooh. the blue anywhere. Wow. Really? And I'm just like, how is this happening? You know, stuff like that. Uh, so here, we don't move a lot of that stuff. We get it, you know, and you an we like crowd, it. Like, well, there's a little bit of the older crowd. It's, you know, the the more legacy brands that they kind of go towards. But, and, you know. It, and if I may just add on to that, usually that crowd is very brand loyal too. Oh, absolutely. It's hard yeah. to get somebody to not get their short story. Unless, right. guess what? Short story's on back order. So now I'm going to show you this. Um that's the only way to really get them. Yeah. yeah. Or you give them the cigar and I'm like, Hey, this one's on me. Try it. Like that's something that works really well. Now, obviously I'm not doing that with a $60 L Septimo, but True. when you're just trying to branch out, it's the easiest thing to do. Well, speaking of prices, we've had a $250 cigar and it tastes like shit. So, there's cigars that are <laughs> and they were so nasty, and then in the Rustica by Drew Estate, I'm like, this cigar tastes so good, and the like six bucks. and then the Cavalier Geneva, the one, the whatever, I absolutely love it, and I feel like they underpriced it. It tastes more expensive, and then you have the Gold Leaf, so that doesn't make sense. Thank you for saying we had a $250 cigar and not what the cigar was. Yep. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I was just gonna, gonna say, yeah, it's, always, it, it's it it it's usually yeah, it's pretty good when you when you don't name names when you're, yeah. you know, unless unless bad. unless you're me or Coop, unless you're me or Coop on Saturday night, some sometimes the names slip out, but hey, that's that's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened to us in the last episode, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it hasn't really caused too many problems, so. Uh, I'm just gonna roll with it for now, but uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and it's 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 funny. I, I hear people talk about that too, and um, and every and everyone's palate is different. Everyone tastes different things, and you know, like Rebecca just said, you you had you had a two hundred fifty dollars cigar and you didn't like it at all. And it, I've run into people who who've tried some some really high end stuff that I've enjoyed for the most part, 
And like, yeah, no, I, I, I still prefer this, you know, this $11 Perdomo. I still, I, I'd rather smoke that. I think I'd rather, I mean, I think that's great versus this cigar that was $47 that everyone was raving about. I had it and I was like, I just didn't love it. I'm going to smoke yeah. my Perdomo. And everyone's entitled to that opinion. Well, and that's the thing. My, my whole philosophy is there's not a bad cigar. It's just a cigar I don't like. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's bad. And plus, like, your palate changes. I, when I first started smoking, I loved C-Notes. And then I had it, like, two years ago, and I'm like, this smells like aftershave. It was so gross. Why did I smoke it? I don't like it. Now I just like being a full body. And occasionally, I'll have, like, a leather rose or a tabac, but about it. Yeah, you don't really do the flavors. Well, he used to smoke cigars for hours on end, so I'm like, just give me one. He gave me Connecticut. I'm like, uh-uh, I didn't like it, so. Yeah, that's definitely a um, – it's interesting. You know, you're wearing a flavored in Connecticut, and, that, and a lot of times that becomes, like, the beginner. Like, oh, here, we'll try this, like, to get – and it's funny, like, you tried a Connecticut in the beginning, if I heard that correctly, and you didn't like it. And, you know, and you smoke, I would say, you know, fuller bodied stuff now. And Nicole was kind of the same way. Like I started her off. Um, I mean, she'll tell she'll look, she'll tell you her first cigar was an Atabe, but I dispute that because it wasn't <laughs> what happened was I was, I was smoking an Atabe and she was with me and she wanted to try it. So she tried mine and she liked it, but like, it wasn't like her first like sit down, cut it, and like smoke it all the way through, like and kind of figure it out for herself cigar, uh, which I don't remember what that actually was. But um, Nicole is one of those people where I, she she'll she'll smoke some mild stuff, but she definitely really enjoys fuller bodied stuff. And I bet you there's a lot of people out there who would probably be surprised by that. Um, you know, she she loves she loves something with strength, a lot of darkness to it. Um, that's what I mean. She's not smoking right now, and I'm very curious to see what her palate is like after the baby. Uh, which oh is yeah, definitely she's gonna have a whole fresh palate. Yeah, I mean it's, it's come up. Good, you know, <laughs> how many of us could just stop smoking cigars for a year? Oh, like, that sounds kind of miserable. Well, actually, the only Connecticut I really enjoy is Southern Draw, the uh, Rose of Sharon, because that Connecticut oh yeah packs a perfect punch. And I, I'll smoke that kind of any day, but other than that, no. That is a dark cigar. For it. Yeah, that is a great cigar. Um, that and you know, and the in the desert rose, uh, the desert yeah. rose is a good one too. I like that one. I remember when that one came out, I was like, ooh, interesting. All the Southern Draw cigars are like phenomenal, and the and the owners are like sincerely nice. He loves his wife so much. He makes all the husbands look like assholes because he's like, <laughs> I sit in every morning because I miss her. Like, he is so in love with her and it's so sweet. And it's like, take a fucking hint, you know? No. But, no, not making me look bad. Yeah. But on, I Robert. mean, it's so sweet. Because when we first went to TPA, we met, we met them. And his wife was just so inspirational and so kind and sincere. So it's been neat to have them on the show. It's been neat to see them over the years, and we're still going. So it's pretty neat. For sure. Yeah, Gracie just added this comment here. No, not surprised. Do not underestimate women. I'm a full-bodied cigar kind of person. I love the LFD line. I mean, you, you want to talk about strength. Yeah, LFD. Yeah, those are some strong oh, yeah. cigars too. <laughs> I got a Rumo 1 cigar of like – from 101 like a couple years ago and after i had two hits of it i had to go puke i mean it would like it knocked me off my ass i think it's what you were eating and stuff that day too or not eating well what cigar was know. it which okay, one was you. it the farce like, it's not that strong i don't know yeah, um, right. i just never i mean it's strong but it was orange you smoke stronger i think i don't know that was a rough night i wouldn't yeah. call the farce like really intense i mean it's no. definitely not mild, That's what I'm i think it was just what she was eating and stuff that day or not eating tired. I'll tell you one yeah. time, one time, uh, years ago, I mean, like four years ago now, four and a half, maybe. Uh, I remember when I was still doing the Ashles podcast before all of this was a thing. Uh, one of the episodes we did, was it on the Ashles? Might've been, I think, I think it was, we did the Southern draw, uh, Jacob's ladder. Oh, the Jacob's ladder. Yeah, which is a which is a great cigar, and I love it. I, I I do think that's a great cigar, 
And I just remember, I didn't finish the cigar. I mean, that, that show is a shorter show. Uh, and we were smoking Toros. So I, I think I got like halfway through. And I was enjoying the cigar. But I just remember we wrapped the show. And I walked off stage. And I was just like. And I, I think I didn't have anything else to smoke that day. I, I, I was at work. I came right from work. I, I did the show. And I just remember I was like, I got to go home. Like and normally I used to hang at the shop for hours after the show. And I was like, I got to go home. Like, I just, I have a massive headache and I'm super dizzy. I just, I don't, I just, I feel kind of sickish. I just need to go home. Like, I don't feel good. I remember I went home, I took a nice shower and I laid down for a while and it took me a few hours and I felt a little better, but I just, I was like, I don't know if it was the cigar or if it was, you know, just kind of whatever was going on with me that day. But I just remember I had that cigar and I just was like, the cigar was great, but I don't feel good. Um, but also, you get a butt crack early in the morning before everyone else normally does. Yeah, it's true. I was up, I was up at like I don't know, five a.m. that day. So, and that by the time I smoked that cigar, it was like four o'clock. So, yeah, it's true. It was already a long day at that point. Uh, so, and I and I tend not to eat a lot during the day too. But um, not that I don't eat anything, but I try not to eat heavily during the day. But yeah, I, I don't think I was prepared for that cigar, and uh, not and, and that's the thing. Not many cigars have really done that to me. I mean, the only other time, and I think it was also because I had like four cigars that day. I remember I had the Lunatic Perfecto, and I was like a third of the way into that. I was like, I was at a friend's house, and I was like, I gotta leave. I'm just, I'm, I'm just done. Like, really? You all right? I'm like, I just, I, I gotta go to bed. Like, I just, I feel like shit. <laughs> Um. Oh, what is this? Oh, sorry. I clicked on something and now Safari is opening in front of the broadcast, and I'm like, oh crap, what's going on here? The only, the only cigar, again, I think I just smoked it too fast. Was a Perdomo small batch. I just smoked it like ridiculously fast, like in I think like less than twenty minutes. There we go. Fixed it. And oh, that was awful. That was, I just, yeah, that was, that was a rough night, but I don't blame the cigar. That was, that was all my fault. So we know, all right. So, so we know what cigars have kind of made me feel squeamish. We know Rebecca's had, had a uh, room 101 forest that didn't sit well with her. Jason, what's a cigar that you had that was, you know, maybe a good cigar. It wasn't a bad cigar, but it just did not sit well with you. First thing you have to take after a cigar. Oh, no, I'm sure it's happened. Um, but I, I don't have one like off the top of my head that so I mean I guess I'm I'm lucky. I haven't had such a bad experience that I remember it like puking in the corner. Now now drinks, yeah, I've had plenty of those that you know I've regretted. It was so I don't uh, really drink much well, it's easier to do with alcohol though. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, and, many, and to be, and to be fair, those those two cigars all. I never threw up from. And they were both great. I enjoyed them. They tasted good. And I didn't actually get, like, I didn't throw up from them. But I definitely felt sick after I smoked them. And I just think, I don't know. And I know they're both yeah. stronger cigars, but it just didn't sit well with me. I think I just I try to catch it a little early if I can. Like, if I start feeling like, man, then I'll make sure I have a soda or eat, like, a little Hershey Kiss or, you know, a Lifesaver or something like that. Keep that sugar that on Yeah. Yep. And then hour through or just say yeah no it's probably not a good idea yeah <laughs> i'd rather waste have a cigar than feel like shit the rest of the night yeah i'm not really putting on wasting i'll relight the next day if i light the cigar especially if it's expensive i'll relight that shit i'll cut it relight whatever yeah we don't agree on that one i'm like the cigar garbage disposal sometimes in our relationship where like if nicole won't finish a cigar like if she's just tired for the night and whatever and it off she'll be like i don't want to waste this but like i'm kind of tired like i want to go to bed and usually i outlast her in terms of you know tiredness or whatever so i'm like all right, I'll hang around, like leave it, and I'll finish it. You know, if, if there's enough there, I mean, you know, if she's close to the band, I'm like, right, you smoked most of it, but like, you know, if she's if she's still got like a ways to go, I'm like, all right, leave it, I'll finish it, and I'll usually finish off her cigars for her, um, and uh, so it kind of works out. <laughs> I very rarely, I, there was one time she left a cigar, and I didn't finish it for her because I was done too, and I just remember going back the next day, and I'm like, 
man, what a waste. But, like, do I finish it now? Or has it already been out for too long? And I think I finished it. Just it's like just dip off those and send them to Rebecca, because apparently she'll smoke them a week later. Well, <laughs> wait till your, your kid becomes a toddler, then you become a food, like, garbage disposal, because once they don't want to eat their food, they're like, oh, I'll eat it. And then you're just, like, eating all their leftovers. Mm. I did. Mitchell, is this true? You're the only other actual parent here. Oh, yeah. That's why I make, I make sure I cook my kid good food. So that you can finish it? Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've been that way since I was a kid. I do that with all my friends. I finish all their food. I, I am the garbage disposal. Oh, wow. Really? You'd finish your friend's food, too. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Hey, man. Nobody I, – I was – I don't like when people waste food. So, you know, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to take it home. And I'd be like, dude, just give it to me. Wow. <laughs> Now, when food is more expensive, I'm like, you better finish that piece of chicken or I'm going to, you know, or give it to the dogs. I'm terrible. I give all the dogs, well, and, and two dogs and a cat, especially our youngest. She'll break off all her food and make sure each pet gets a bite. That's like Carney. <laughs> Carney's kind of the same way. Carney, like, he won't leave food. Like, yeah. you know, if like, if you're like, you know, if you're at a dinner with him, whatever, and there's like some food left over and like, I, I, there's been times where like, I could tell he's kind of done. And then yeah. the the table settles and everyone's kind of done, but there's still a little bit left. And he'll be like, "Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna finish this if you're not gonna eat it." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, he's another one. He, he won't let it go to waste. So, I don't like to waste food too, but I'm also like, I don't want to just stuff it in me and then feel like shit. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm just I, like, I embrace <laughs> the pain. I embrace the the pain. You embrace the pain. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I have so many more questions, but I, I don't want to ask them on the air because it would just be too, be too much. <laughs> but I have so many you'll questions. See, you'll see in Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be scary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put you uh, put you in your own room. I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it all plays out. Um, though we uh, one of the last things I want to bring up with you guys is um, Rebecca. I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, um, and if you guys don't have anything, that's fine. But I know you guys were, are featuring Nicole in the magazine uh, in the upcoming issue. I believe that's correct. Yeah, so it's actually already online digitally. Okay. So the digital stuff, people can read that interview right now. Okay. Print is on its way. Print has been awful. That's why we were kind of phasing out of that for now. The, uh, the print the completely? supply chain issue. Uh, to a degree. Okay. To a degree. Um, and I'm hoping it's temporary, but the supply chain issues have not gotten better to the point where, like, we'll print an issue, post it digitally. By the time we get that printed issue in, we've already published the next one digitally. Okay. So it's so outdated. Like, I mean, the supply chain on paper has been awful, which, I mean, we've seen it in other parts of the industry with boxes and bands. Like, that's been every manufacturer's nightmare. It hasn't been getting the cigars made. It's been getting the packaging. Um, it's awful. And Nicole looks very beautiful in her interview, too. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and, and, and of course she does. And uh, not that I have to say that, but it is true. Um, so, but no, I wanted to thank you guys for, for highlighting her and that, that was, uh, that's really cool. Um, I really like her. I, I know, I know you do. I know you do. And, uh, <laughs> I do too. I do too. Um, you know, clearly, um, you know, I got a little one on the way. <laughs> I stuck around for a while. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, she is good. And, uh, I, I do miss having her on the show with me too. Um, but you know, no, I, can't. I know I can't replace her. You, Mitchell, there's a lot of things you cannot replace. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, you know, at the same time, you uh, you do do well on the show, and I like having you here too. So, um, don't, don't, you know, don't don't fear, you know, your. How far along is she? So we are uh, the exact week. I don't remember off the top of my head, even though I know she's probably said it like a hundred times. I do know that we are at we're just at the end of the second trimester, so we're uh, we're getting ready to enter the third trimester. So we're we're uh, we're almost there. You know, we're due in the uh, end of August, so a couple more months. I know the baby's around two ish pounds by now. I want to say probably close to what twenty eight weeks then. 30 yeah, weeks. yeah, maybe 
20, awesome. maybe 27, I want to say. I don't, not sure. Uh, if she was still in the comments, I'm sure she would chime in, but she hasn't been chiming in, so she might have fallen asleep. So, um, I'm not, I'm not, but yeah, we're at the end of the second trimester. So, I mean, we're, we're two thirds of the way there. Um, you know, we're heading down to the final stretch. So, um, I know she's already, she's already been, she's already been planning. Like you know, she's, she wants a cigar and all that as soon as the baby comes out. And, but then she's already like, she's already like mapped it out. She's read all about, cause she wants to breastfeed and, and all of that. And she's like, I have to make sure that I have enough milk for like so many hours after I have a cigar so that like, cause the baby can't have the milk right away. She's already like got it down to a science. Like she already knows like when she can like smoke as soon as she's ready to, obviously she's not going to smoke like that day, but she's, she's already like, I have to make sure I have this amount of milk so that way I can smoke. And then I have time to like get rid of that milk so that I have fresh milk again and, she's 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 got it all mapped out she's definitely a planner uh she's she or at least she thinks she does i don't know we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes um but yeah no she uh she's uh she's she's rolling away there so um but anyway uh, i just want to say thank you for that and you know for everyone obviously to check out ash quarterly always regardless of who's in it uh always check them out uh, give us a quick, uh, just for the listeners and the viewers at home, just a quick rundown on, on how they can find you, how they can subscribe to you, uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, pretty easy, ashquarterly.com for the website that has all the digital issues. Also has the uh, the reviewer packs is what we're calling them now, the monthly club where you can rate the cigars for the magazine so you have a voice. Uh, on social, everything's at ashquarterly uh online though if you do want to you know get in on the reviewer packs or any of the other stuff we have on there we don't you know again we don't try to compete with retail so we don't have a lot on there uh some grab bags stuff like that but we did put it together a little code for smoking tobacco so st15 gives you 15 percent off whatever oh, you want that out there you go and yeah. also when you buy from us it's yeah we do cigar for warriors it's five four for you one from them so we donate one scar for warriors and last year we um collaborated with alan bradley and we donated a 1200 cigar cigar for warriors and it wow. was amazing wow. and it was the um the highest gross profit of executive was that night oh yeah that was a busy event that was before we were even working here we just did the launch here oh it was amazing wow but yeah that was great oh that's really awesome um yeah had 2,200 made and donated the majority to Cigar Spores. Is that something that you guys are going to do again? So we uh, <laughs> we had it lined up with Alec Bradley again this year, and then the STG acquisition kind of threw a wrench in that. Uh, so we're, sure. we're in talk with a few other people right now because okay. that's the goal. Instead of just donating random cigars, we want to kind of do a collaborative you know, thing like that, which Alec Bradley, I mean, I, I loved what they did, was taking a blend they already had, the Prensado, and do it in a unique size, throw our logo on the footband, and like, I mean, that that's perfect, you know. And our cigar was in a music video, which was like, oh, yeah. like four times at Executive. It was, what was the singer's name? Um, so, Jelly Roll? No. no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was interesting. Um, so, uh, shoot. So, everyone, I'm sure, knows Waylon Jennings, mm-hmm. like country yeah. music legend. At least heard the name. Of course. So it's his grandson, Struggle Jennings, who's like a uh, kind of like one of those country rap kind of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not stuff I typically listen to, but the song was actually really what catchy. It um, it's him and Bravo Gator, How I Feel, How I Feel, or How You Feel, something yeah, like that. Three or four times, they like up close. It was pretty cool. Well, and I mean, they were in the lounge the whole time. They were actual cigar smokers. They bought a lot of cigars to take with them. and. You know, it's not just the Alec Bradley Ash Quarterly cigar. There's a I lot of cigars in there. I regret not going that day for sure. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is really cool. That sounds like a super fun event. Yeah, it really does. Man, I mean, just these guys. I mean, the whole video. I think it, it only took them like three hours. I thought it was going to be longer than that. It was mostly all an executive and some outside by yeah. the boats. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's. You know, and then you get a little bit of exposure there too, which you know, it always helps. Yeah. Us. <laughs> it always helps. Well, that's why I gave him that cigar too. I was like, "Yo, smoke this one." Yeah. Open, like, maybe I'll get in the video, and yeah, no, it's right there, close up. I was like, "Perfect, all right." Oh yeah, I kept watching, kept counting. Like, is this really happening? <laughs> Job well done, <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Jason knows what's going on over there. But yeah, take yeah, this one. A little bit. <laughs> 
It's well, sneaky, you know? Guys, I wanted to say uh, one, thank you for being on the show with us this week. We really appreciate it. It's always great to see both of you guys. Um, once again, guys, you can always go and visit SmokingTobacco.com for all of the latest news and updates from the cigar industry, as well as cigar reviews and everything else that's going on. You can find all of our past shows there, as well as the links to our YouTube channel, our social media sites, and as well as all of the podcast um, sites that you can download and listen to our episodes anywhere, anytime. So don't forget to like and subscribe. And this Saturday night, we will be back with Spare Notes. Yeah, that's true, Mitchell, right? Yeah, that's right. Cause we I will that. not be there, though. You will not be there. I won't, no. Okay. Well, I got I to gotta reach out to Coop then and, and just make sure he's still good to go. But I'm pretty sure we said it was going to be this week. So I think at least me and Coop will be there. Um, and we're going to get into... On the next Spare Notes series, we're going to talk more about uh, PCA a little bit more. Obviously, it's that time of the year. We only have a couple of episodes until the show. Um, so make sure you tune in for that. And we will be back next Wednesday night on our regular schedule tonight and programming. And we will see you then. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Bye, everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.